every culture in history has a tradition of song and you understand the power of music. It is a common language that bridges divides and brings people together. And when you heard a song that you'd written reinterpreted half a world away, you felt the power of music anew. In short, it blew you away. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. So what was one of the things that that stood out to you, Dalton? Um, I think when we were in Moldova and we had our interpreter, um, what was his name? Octav. Octav. And he was with us. And we normally have a little puppet that we bring with us when we work with kids. And this puppet's name is Harry Gary. And he's all, you know, he's fluffy and he's cute. He's a baby Bigfoot. Yeah. And uh, and so we're on stage and and uh, we're getting ready for our performance that evening. And of course, he wants to make sure kind of what we're going to talk about so he can um, correctly interpret what we're saying in English. And uh, and he asks us, "So are, are you uh, are you going to bring that uh, that animal on stage?" <laughs> and uh, we all kind of laughed. We said, "You mean Harry Gary?" Oh yes, 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 Harry Gary, Harry Gary. We just thought that was so funny to us, especially with his accent. He yeah. had a very you know, thick accent. Are you going to be bringing onto stage that animal? <laughs> <laughs> this week, hearing a surprise version of your own song. What could go wrong on the Albanian version of Saturday Night Live? And family bonds that transcend borders. Join us on a journey from the Pacific Northwest to Moldova and Albania to reinforce the universal language of music. It's 22.33. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yeah. Hi, I'm Derek of Derek Nelson and Family. We're a three-part sibling singing trio. Hi, I'm Rihanna. I'm the oldest. I'm Dalton. I'm the youngest. Through the U.S. Department of State and American Music Abroad, we had the opportunity to do a two and a half week tour through Moldova and Albania, providing music and educational programming for um, multiple cities and villages throughout both countries. It was an incredible experience. We had the opportunity to perform and teach kids in the village of Selimet in the, the town of Chimishlia, Moldova, as well as the capital city of Chisinau and a village called Velesht. We also had the amazing opportunity to see the section of Moldova in the northeast called Transnistria. Um, it's not a place a lot of Americans get to travel very often. Um, it is, as we understand it, a separatist regime territory. And so uh, that was a really fascinating look at a place in Moldova where it's not very well traveled. Moldova, as we understand it, is the poorest country in Europe. It is also the least traveled country in Europe. So we really had an incredible opportunity uh, to see and work with so many young people um, all across the country. 
In Albania, we had a predominantly educational programming tour. We got to see the village of fear and work with the artistic high school students there, as well as the Roma youth population. We also had a public show in the capital city of Tirana, which was really special because we got to collaborate with the artistic high school choir in Tirana. One of the experiences that changed me the most that was profoundly remarkable was working with the Artistic High School Choir in Tirana, Albania. We didn't really know what to expect because of the language barriers and the differences in culture. I had prepared uh, a choral arrangement of two songs that I have written. One is a song called Circles that I wrote when I was about 18. And the other one is a more recent song called Three Deep Breaths that we perform as a trio. It's kind of our anthem um, as, as a sibling band because it talks about starting over again, it talks about hope, and that no matter where you are in your life, you can always take three deep breaths and know that everything is going to be okay. We walked into the school. We walked upstairs. It was on, the I think, the fourth or fifth floor, so we had to travel quite a ways in our coats and scarves and carrying bags and guitar case, and, and we go into this little tiny classroom. It was no bigger than a, a standard classroom, yet there were 30 to 40 choir students in there and a, a piano up against the wall. Um, we barely even had room to to set our things down and, and find a place to, to take our coats off. Um, and the, the students were cheering for us when we opened the door. It was, it was an electric energy and something that is, is difficult to explain without having been there. The students asked if they could, if they could sing for us and much to our surprise, they launched into uh, an Albanian-inspired arrangement of Three Deep Breaths with uh, an accompanist on the piano. I had no idea that they had, they had prepared this in such a special way, and it was heartwarming, to say the least, to, to be able to hear these chords and these lyrics and these melodies sung by a choir in a completely different way than I had ever intended, um, having written the song. After they had, had finished, we played it again all together, and they had a chance to hear us start the song um, a cappella by ourselves. And you could see the smiles on these students' faces as they lit up hearing our a cappella harmonies. It only takes three deep breaths and a beat in your chest to know that you'll start over again. After the song was done, we asked them what their takeaways were from the song. What did they feel? What were their emotions? Especially knowing that English was not their first language, what was their biggest takeaway um, and how did they feel about this song? Um, there was one lone boy in a, a choir that was only female and he volunteered right away with a, a, a big smile on his face that it was really special for him to be in this choir and to be at this school. He was a new student, and especially being the only boy in the choir, um, oftentimes he, he felt like the, the odd one out, like the black sheep. And he said that this song gave him hope. And he bared his soul and, and told us that, and told everybody that he had recently lost his grandfather. His grandfather had passed away and it was, it was really tough for him. 
So he explained that he was really upset and he didn't know how to, how to continue. And he didn't know if he should give up or keep going. And that hearing this song gave him the courage and the inspiration to keep going. And that's what his grandfather would have wanted. And it brought tears to my eyes and it makes me a little emotional just to talk about it right now because I couldn't believe that I was an entire world away on the other side of the globe in a place that I thought I'd never go with students that I had never met, yet I felt a deep and real connection to each and every one of them, being able to sing the same words, look in their eyes and, and feel that connection through music was such a special thing that I had never imagined having written the song. So to hear those lyrics that I had written from a much different perspective was life-changing not only for me but for everybody in the room. So then come come the choir uh, performance at the actual concert, it was just, it felt like family. It felt like when we invited them up at, on, on stage to close out our last show of our tour through the U.S. Department of State, it was a, a special moment that I'll remember for the rest of my life. We performed on a TV show in Albania. That <laughs> <laughs> it was called Portakali, and it's the basically the Albanian version of Saturday Night Live. So it's like SNL, but in Albanian. So again, we don't speak the language at all, <laughs> and we were the musical guest on the show. And when we came in, they wanted to do one rehearsal on the stage with a live studio audience, and then they explained that we would be taken backstage for a brief moment, come right back on immediately, and, and do, do it the live, do it live. They'd yeah. introduce us, and we'd do it live. So it was really cool because Three Deep Breaths is the song that we performed, and the band, they had a house band that had unbeknownst to us, learned the entire song note for note, guitar, bass, drums, the entire track. It had a string track. section. It was so cool. <laughs> it was really cool. So to walk into an environment and be able to just connect with those guys and, you know, true pros and be able to play the song together was was really cool. Um, so we we run the song, we do the rehearsal. There's a live studio audience. So the live studio audience is cheering and they're still setting cameras and everything. And they said, okay, that was that was good. They're speaking in Albanian. And then uh, someone comes over and says, okay, that, that was good. We'd like to do it one more time, another rehearsal. And we said, oh, okay. So I said, okay, let's do it one more time. We'll do it a little faster this time. So we start the song, we do the whole thing. The cameras are, you know, getting set and everything. And before the song started, we had heard a, a really long speech over the microphone in Albanian, and we had no idea what they were saying. I assumed it was talking about the set and the cameras and... Maybe instructions to the studio audience, because they were now, like, applauding. So we're like, oh, okay, maybe they have the applause cue up. So we do the song. We get done with the song. We were pretty relaxed, because it's just a rehearsal. And then they come to usher us off stage... And we get backstage and, and everyone's like, like, great job. Great job. Wow, you thank you. And, and the like, show is what? continuing. Now the show has gone on. They've There's got other the people on stage. on stage. We're like, that was it? That was that was That live. was live. That was, <laughs> that was picture. <laughs> that was picture. You're done. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> so, so we probably looked so relaxed and going with the flow <laughs> because we didn't think it was live. But We did we a had killer no job idea. though, I think. I think it went really, really well. But <laughs> Especially and, well for just a rehearsal. Here along the highway, there's a rhythm to the day. 
And if you listen to his sideways, it'll almost slip away. If you're searching for a purpose and a God that doesn't speak, well, you'll realize that it's all one big game of hide and seek. So where do we go? What were you hoping for? Everything is gonna be alright. Let go of the troubles on your mind. It only takes three deep breaths and a beat in your chest. To know that you'll start over again Everybody's working To make it up the hill Every day's an opportunity Do with it what you will It's all about the balance it's all about the pace Well, if you only see the finish You're gonna miss out on the race So where do we go? What were you hoping for? Everything is gonna be alright Let go of the troubles on your mind It only takes three deep breaths And a beat in your chest Know that you'll start over again Use me as an armrest I'll use you as a crutch We all need someone to lean on Even if it don't mean much So love me like a brother You can love me like a friend one way or another, I'm gonna love you till the end. Everything is gonna be alright. Let go of the troubles on your mind. It only takes three deep breaths and a beat in your chest to know that you'll start over. To know that you'll start over. To know that you'll start over again I think one of the things that is uh, so impressionable is the themes that unite us across borders and across uh, any languages. And one of those things is family. Obviously, traveling together as a sibling trio was really unique for us. This was actually our first international tour as a trio. So I think when you're traveling abroad, you look for those similarities between people uh, as opposed to seeking out the differences. And one of the things that comes to mind is we spent a lot of time in the car traveling to various towns and villages outside of the capital cities. And always with us was an interpreter. Uh, we had several interpreters throughout our tour in Moldova and uh, Albania, but one stands out in particular. Um, her name was Yulia. And she was our interpreter for our day in Transnistria. So she was translating from Russian to English and English to Russian. And 
she and I, um, we were huddled in the back together, um, both trying not to get carsick on the bumpy roads and trying to both look out the the middle view uh, of the of the windshield. And she and I were talking after the show in the dark on the way back. And it was really special. It was extremely quiet and it was extremely dark. Moldova is mostly a dark country after sunset because it's extremely expensive to heat or light anything. So the roads are predominantly not lit. Um, any villages we passed through were all dark as if the power was out. And she was, was telling me about her parents and especially about her mom. Our mom normally comes with us on our tours, and this was one where she couldn't come with us. And so I was thinking a lot about her and thinking a lot about what she would think of our experiences in in this strange foreign land. And then I was reminded that a lot of people have their parents on their mind. And Yulia was telling me that when she was in her early 30s, she got to travel with her mom back to the place where her mom was born and met all of these childhood friends who were telling her these stories she had never heard. And and uh, just seeing the look on their faces, you know, seeing her mom's expressions with all of these these new, new to Yulia, these stories that she's been hearing about her mom. And she saw her mom in this new light and this new lens, and it made her appreciate their bond even more. And the same thing happened with me and my mom in the Netherlands uh, last year. I got a chance to go with her back to where she was born and see friends and cousins that I had never met before and hear these amazing stories. And I shared some of those with Yulia. And she said, oh my gosh, I mean, really, that that almost makes me cry because we have such a similar connection to to our moms. And um, she shared some more stories about some of the hardships that her mom has gone through. And I asked her, you know, what have you learned the most from your mom? And she told me that the resilience of her mom really impressed her throughout her life uh, and the ability to adapt to changes. And of course, um, in Moldova, they've had a very tumultuous and not an easy past. And her mom has been through all of it. And so she said that her her humanity, um, her lovingness and her kindness through all of those changes and sometimes very dark times um, really impacted her. And I shared with her that I was kind of choked up thinking about that because our mom has a similar story. Our mom immigrated to the United States and became a U.S. citizen in the early 1980s. And um, she has not had necessarily an easy um, time adapting to that culture. And I think it just goes to show that even when you travel outside the country, spending some time to learn and and talk with other people about their families, you find out that we really all want the same thing. We all want peace. We want to feel accepted. Um, we want our vulnerabilities to be embraced and acknowledged. And, um, and we want to share those experiences with other people. So that was something that really stood out to me and uh, was an experience that I will definitely remember forever.
When you travel internationally or abroad, I think some of the greatest moments that happen are the moments that aren't planned or aren't on the itinerary. We were in Moldova, and our contact from the embassy, his name was Zandu. And uh, he was so kind to us and so forthcoming with a lot of information about the culture and where we were at. We had already kind of finished all of our duties and responsibilities for the day. And what wasn't planned uh, was dinner. And he offered, he said, hey, my, my mom, she's so sweet and uh, she doesn't speak any English, but she lives here in the town we were at. And uh, he said, would you like to go to her house and have some dinner. Um, if it's all right with you guys, I would love for you to try Zama. It's a traditional kind of soup, kind of like how you guys would think of chicken noodle soup. And uh, she makes uh, an amazing Zama soup. Would you be willing to try it? And we said, of course. So it was after our performance and, uh, and we get to his mom's house and her name is Nina. And she was so, so sweet. Didn't speak one word of English, but could tell right away that she was so warm and welcoming and so happy to share her home and her food and her family with us. And we sat down and she made the Zama basically inside of a soba. And a soba is kind of like how we would imagine like a big kind of wood-fired pizza oven, except it's actually also used as a furnace to help heat the home. And it's made of brick. Basically, you, you heat it up early in the morning and it slowly heats up throughout the day and then you can put it out. And that heat would continue to emanate from the soba kind of heating the whole house through the rest of the day and the night. So we were all sitting around cozy, kind of arm to arm around the table, and it was so delicious and something that if you're a tourist in a country, you never get to experience something like that. You never get to actually go to somebody's home that lives in the country that you're in and really firsthand experience that, that culture. She also makes her own homemade wine. Uh, she grows her own, her own grapes and everything. And uh, she asked if we'd like some. And of course, none of us wanted to be rude. And so we, we uh, had some of this homemade wine and it was absolutely fantastic. I think that's something that's so special that she, she was able to share that with us. What really stood out to me about that whole experience of being in Nina's home and Zandu sharing, sharing his, his mom and her home with us is that it reminds you that even if you don't speak the same language, uh, that even if you live halfway around the world, people can still open their hearts and their homes. You speak the same language of sharing that experience and that gratefulness and that kindness with each other and that music and just being there in person and a tight hug can convey everything that you want to say when words can't. that I feel nothing The dawn is cracking like a smile I watch the sun begin to light the sky on fire Light the sky on fire Seems I've been gone for quite a while some time away from here I could use some time to make some changes I could use a little open air so let me come home again 
home again My calendar is empty for the summer Let me come home again, home again Home again You saw me last when we were wearing out our love Wearing out our welcome We never really say goodbye Just like the seasons blend To blur the hands of time Blur the hands that made us Our hearts got lost and left behind I could use some time away from here I could use some time to make some changes I could use a little My calendar is empty for the summer Let me come home again, home again Home again And after many miles along the interstate I pull into that driveway The swing out back ain't there no more They painted the walls and tore up the floor But I'm still in there Brother, sister, part of me is never gonna leave, gonna leave. Let me come home again, home again. My calendar is empty for the summer. Let me come home again, home again, home again. Thirty-three is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of The Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, Derek, Rihanna, and Dalton Nelson, better known as Derek Nelson and family, talked about their recent travel as arts envoys through a program called American Music Abroad. For more about cultural programs and other ECA exchanges, check out eca.state.gov. We encourage you to subscribe to 2233, and you can do so wherever you find your podcasts, and we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. You can also check us out at eca.state.gov slash 2233. Special thanks this week to Derek, Rihanna, and Dalton Nelson for sharing their music with the world and their stories with us. I did the interview and edited this episode. 
All of the music you heard this week was by Derek Nelson and family, including pieces from January Gray, The Way It's Gonna Go, I Will Forget You, and Three Deep Breaths. The song Home Again was featured in full, and the version of Three Deep Breaths that you heard was recorded live in the 2233 Nook. For more about Derek Nelson and family, check out DerekNelson.com. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time.